0: The Auburn Tigers have landed their transfer quarterback. Former Michigan State quarterback Peyton Thorne has made his decision. He is committing to Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. And Daryl, there's no way, other way to put this, but this just feels like a huge, massive, monumental day for the Auburn Tigers. It really does.
1: I mean, we knew it was coming. Worst kept secret probably in a long time. Felt the momentum for the last four or five days that this was going to be the guy that that was going to be that was going to be targeted by Hugh Freeze. Finally getting a portal quarterback. So you know the writing was on the wall. We knew it was coming. That still doesn't make it not special. It still feels great when it finally happens officially. Yep. I loved his Twitter announcement. Found it very interesting that he was put in a number one jersey. Maybe he's going to wear number one. I assumed he was going to wear 10, but it looks like he's going a different direction. But this is just a very exciting day for Auburn fans not to take anything away from the quarterback room now or what they could bring to the future. They improve in the summer. Um, Just the fact, though, that when you have a position of need, and you go out and get somebody at this caliber – Very exciting. Uh, Something great for, as you would say, all the Auburn fans to boog about.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is all about booging. This is all about booging right now because I I think Peyton Thorne, I guess he represents a few things. And I don't know if upside is one of them, which is a little interesting as of why this feels so big. But I think he offers some sort of stability. I talked about this on the show that went up earlier today with J.D. Piquel, Daryl about how I think the floor for Auburn football season has now shifted up several floors. I think all of a sudden you don't have to worry about like, well, what if the offense just never turns the corner? What if the offense just never really figures it out? What if, you know, the passing game doesn't ever really materialize? All of a sudden, those questions you can still ask them. But I think the likelihood of them being you know, negative outcomes, it definitely decreases. Those chances of it turning just to be an abysmal season all of a sudden goes away. The ceiling, I still think the ceiling for Peyton Thorne is high. Michigan State's offensive scheme looks like a Brian harson ish offense. I, I don't think that offense put guys in situations to succeed. I think that's why they are two best offensive players left, and I, I quote that from you know, Locked On Spartans host Matt Sheehan, who does an outstanding job. We'll certainly have him on the show next week. But I, I think it represents the fact of like, there's nothing really fluky about this. This is a solid college football quarterback, despite what some people are going to say. And the fact is like, okay, he's going to lead your program for at least one season. I think I fully expect him to win the job with a chance to possibly do it for two seasons under a head coach. Under their head coach who gets to start this era at Auburn football for a guy that's known for making quarterbacks better. There is nothing to be upset about with this.
1: That's the key point. I feel like Auburn could have settled and could have been content with the quarterback room they had and felt like, well, Hugh Freeze is really good with quarterbacks, so look what he can do with Robbie Ashford. And I do feel like there would have been improvement. And I do feel like Auburn would have been bowl eligible with the quarterback room that it has now. But that's not what you need to be satisfied with when you're coming over to take names in the SEC and your two biggest rivals are Alabama and Georgia and you've mm-hmm. got to compete at that level. You better accelerate and increase the ceiling and get, get the uh, ceiling higher than it is right now so that you can go ahead and you know compete at this level. You can't just be satisfied with that. You have to look at improving it substantially. And that's why you know, the combination of a guy that's played two years in the Big Ten and had some success with Hugh Freeze and Phil Montgomery coaching takes it another level. It raises that ceiling. And I don't know what the quantity is of wins. Is it a plus two? Is it a plus three over last year? I don't know. But I think it puts you in a better position to get everything you can out of this football team.
0: Sure. I I don't think there's any question. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. And once again, like this is, you know, being pro adding foreign has turned into this, you know, being anti Robbie, being anti, you know, whatever you want it to be. And like, that's just not necessarily the case. It can be the case, but I don't think it certainly is. This is now about Hugh Freed and Philip Montgomery having more options as far as picking you know, who's the best option to lead the team in 2023, that's what this is about.
1: Well, great point. Because if Peyton Thorne comes here and you freeze does you freeze does what he says he's going to do, is not just hand the job, he better not. I mean, it needs to be an open competition because there's a sense of integrity and in honoring what you say. And for whatever reason, Robbie Ashford was to beat out Peyton Thorne, then my gosh, the quarterback room's gotten significantly better anyway. What would that mm-hmm. say about Robbie Ashford's maturation and progress? Do we feel like that's going to happen? I don't want to you know sell Robbie Ashford short. I just my, my gut feeling tells me no that the thorn's brought here because of his passing acumen, and he's going to be the guy that wins the job. But right. if he didn't, it's because Robbie Ashford got significantly better. And has the tool set to do that. So that's the first thing. The second narrative that I want to put to bed that I'm getting really, really tired about because that's of what right. hurt Michigan State fans and writers that just can't be honest and get their feelings hurt is if Peyton Thorne truly got beat out in the spring, which didn't happen, then why is he coming to Auburn? without a guaranteed starting position where Hugh Freeze makes it very clear you're going to compete, it's an open competition. If he was afraid of competition, he would go somewhere where the coach guaranteed a starting position, and they're out there. okay? So this narrative that he got beat out was scared of competition, that's why he left. It's a lie. It's a lie. And it makes people feel better about them, about themselves. They got their feelings hurt is all that is.
0: Let me ask you if this sounds familiar. Somebody goes out and his first year starting has a better year than you expected. In his case, he won 11 games and maybe another case that Auburn fans are more familiar with, you know, 2019, you win the iron bowl, right? And then you have another season where the offense doesn't really work out for you. The pieces around you don't work. The scheme doesn't elevate your style of play or your game or your stats or anything like that. And in return, despite you giving four years of your life of hard work, to do all of that and reach that point, the fan base at Michigan State said, you know what? No. You know, I, I, our our host, Locked on Spartans, Matt Sheehan, he did a show on how, you know, he would rather Michigan State go six and six with one of the younger quarterbacks versus going eight and four with Peyton Thorne because it'd be better for the growth. Stupid take. And he, he walked it back on a show that he did earlier this week. Now that Peyton Thorne is gone and they're all kind of like, uh-oh, what's going on? But it feels very similar to Bo Nix leaving, is what I'm getting It, it feels it very, very, very similar to Bo Nix. And then all of a sudden, you look, Bo Nix is in a better situation in Oregon. And all of a sudden, it's like, man, he's one of the best players in the Pac-12. If Caleb Williams wasn't over there, he may be the best player in the Pac-12. And so, Auburn, I think from a the roster from top to bottom, is currently in a better situation, at least the starters. I don't know if depth is better, but the starters, I think, are better with the exception of the wide receiver position, is better at Auburn than it is at Michigan State. And so I I think also Hugh Freeze's scheme is going to be better. I think the NIL situation is going to be better. And I believe fan support is going to be better once he wins the job and when he runs out in Jordan-Hare Stadium. He's not going to be met by a bunch of boo-birds like he was in front of Michigan State fans a year ago.
1: Doesn't concern me at all that a quarterback regresses from year one to year two if he can bounce back in year three. And we've seen that happen in Auburn history numerous times there's a, a variety of reasons that one year a one year uh snapshot could be a little bit different and a little bit of a regression because of your best running back leaving and Kenneth Walker who was a stud uh your scheme people catching up to what Mel Tucker's offensive coordinator was trying to do i mean it happens it happens a lot and as long as you can go ahead and come back in year 3 i mean you know I'm just going to tell you, I mean, I hate to keep making comparisons It's just because of what I've seen and what I've watched is Kenny Pickett, when he was a freshman at Pitt, had a really good year and he regressed his sophomore year. He stayed mm-hmm. in the system, got better coaching, a better offensive coordinator, had a great senior year and got drafted in the first round. I mean, I, that's just you can throw out numerous guys if that happens to. Now, if Peyton Thorne was to regress again in year three, then you raise the red flag. But see what I mean. You can have bounce back years because Bo Nix did. I mean, you know, I felt like his 2020 year, although it was a COVID year, was a little bit uh, sketchy. And then as he started to hit his stride under Harson his last year, despite Harson, that Mississippi State game was one of the best games I've ever seen a quarterback play until he broke his foot. He was flawless, he was mm-hmm. incredible that game. So you can bounce back from year to year, especially if you get the right coaching. And that's what Auburn hasn't had. For a while, we'll see it with Freeze, and we'll see it with this quarterback.
0: All right, another angle that I think this is big, and Peyton Thorne is clearly a part of this, Daryl, but I think as you zoom out and you look at what Hugh Freeze is doing with this football program, there's two angles of this. Let's start with the NIL aspect of it, then we'll get to the other one. But you have to think that NIL is involved, and now that he's committed and will be enrolled soon, that he will be – taken care of by on to victory. You have to assume that. I think that is a very clear assumption in the modern day levels of college football. And I think there's been folks throughout the national college football media that have looked at Auburn and said, like, are they ever going to figure it out? Is Auburn ever going to get on the same page? And I think with the transfer portal class that Hugh Freeze has done, you get three starting offensive linemen. You may get two starting linebackers. You may just be one in a reserve guy. We'll certainly see but, I mean, all of these pieces that they added, your starting kick returner, I mean, there, there's a lot that's going to go on in this. And I think the the situation that has been thrown together very quickly ever since Hugh Freeze took over the starting job, you should get excited about this if you're an Auburn fan. I mean, we're he, this is a man that is leading this program with, like, no sleep because he is just having to really just tape everything together until he can get his feet set. And I don't know when he's going to be able to get his feet set, Daryl, because the biggest months in recruiting of the year are about to start. And so all of a sudden, I think there's proof. A proof of concept has been created by what Hugh Freeze and this staff have done in such a short amount of time. And I think adding your quarterback, I mean, that is the exclamation mark that everybody cares most about, is who is going to be the quarterback? Can Hugh Freeze go out and get a quarterback that can compete? And I think he did it. I think he did it, Daryl. And the fact that you can tie NIL in and roster management in and also just doing the dang job and going out and being proactive and doing it. Uh, This is just stuff that we haven't seen in Auburn. We haven't seen what Hugh Freeze has done in a short amount of time. There's a long way to go, but what he's done in a short amount of time should get you fired up. It's why I
1: understand he has his detractors and people, no matter what he does, are going to, because they have an agenda, are going to pile on him. And I get it. I mean, you know that you, you can't, you cannot undumb some of those comments and some of those people's takes. So let's look at it objectively. Put all the garbage aside that you want to have with a preconceived notion. If you follow Auburn, or you right? And, and just look at the body of work and what he's done from from the time he's been here. Auburn fans should be thrilled with the commitment he showed this program, the commitment and how he has sold out to do the very best job he can for Auburn fans and put the very best roster on the field. We weren't used to that the last two or three years. He right. is doing whatever he can and whatever, he take, whatever it takes to put a product on the field that's the best. If it hurts feelings, it hurts feelings. Mm-hmm. If someone gets upset because they were the incumbent, play harder, practice harder. He doesn't care. I mean, he, he cares about his players. I'm saying his motive and his the way he's operating this football team is i got to put the very best players on the field that I can in roster reconstruction, and I'm going to work my tail off for Auburn Nation to do this, and he has done nothing. To take that recruiting class and get it into the top 20, to take a portal class, which now is it was top five before this, I suspect it's top four at least, and to have the 2024 class in the top 15, which is only going to ascend this way. Mm-hmm. you cannot. There's nothing you can do about that now. Now, at the end of the day, he's going to get graded at what what he does on the field. I get it. But we're not on the field yet. We're asking to take an assessment and a progress report of where it is right now. And where it is right now, you couldn't ask for anything more of an Auburn fan unless you have a bias. And I'm just going to leave it at that.
0: Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm texting our Locked On Spartans host right now. We'll see if we can get him on. Um, He just tried to call me. I'm like, no, I I asked if he was free, and he called me. I'm like, thank you, Matt. But no, I I want you to come on. So, yes, I'm in agreement with you there. The other angle is the fact that Hugh Freeze did not settle. And while it gave several people panic attacks, (laughs) and like, are they going to get a quarterback... I mean, there are a lot of decent quarterbacks entered the portal, but like I think Robbie's decent, right? You know, I don't know if that really makes your room better. I think Robbie and Holden, you know, are, are, are going to have the similar upside as what a lot of these people are going to have. But he didn't, he didn't settle, and he talked about it. I think at the ambush meeting, I think you talked about that when you came on the show on Thursday, where it's like, yeah. you know, he 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 wanted certain traits, and if you did not have those traits, he wasn't just going to add you to the roster because that kind of defeats the purpose of this biggest task that he has in front of him right now about flipping the roster. And so he didn't have to worry about that. He saw two guys that he thought kind of checked all the boxes or checked enough boxes for him to bring in Casey Thompson. It sounds like that visit was extensive, but the whole time, the whole time Peyton Thorne was playing a the whole time. And I think the, I think the fact is, you know, there's questions about Casey Thompson's health. I think that shoulder is a big, big concern. And I also think just the upside that Peyton Thorne offers as a two-year option opposed to just Casey Thompson's one-year option. I saw a few comments saying that they don't think that Thorne's going to be here in 24. If he's not here in 24, it's because he was good enough to go to the league, which you can't. we all think in he a heartbeat. I will take that all day and on Sunday. Here's the thing. It shows me that Hugh
1: Freeze is very aware of the Auburn fan base, first of all. He knows how to read the room. When he made the statement in Huntsville – about, hey, every time a quarterback jumps in the portal, our fans want us to get him. That tells you he's paying attention to that. There's no Mm -hmm. way you just, you either hear that from somebody else or you're aware of that and have good self-awareness. But then he goes ahead and, you know, soothes the souls with his next statement saying, but I'll know who he's going to be when I see him. I haven't seen him yet, but I will. And to me, that made me feel instantly better. I wasn't, gonna, I, I didn't have too much anxiety about it anyway because I trusted him. But if, if that really kind of settled things down a little bit and also kind of
0: gave me a hint that there might be some things on the horizon. I so. hope so. I hope so. And then I think that's the next question. When are receivers coming? Because you look at it and it's like I, I don't think there's any debate. That is the worst position group or the position with the biggest amount of questions on the roster because I've talked myself into the linebacker situation more than I've talked myself into the receivers at this point. Could be wrong, but I love Camden Brown. I love Javari Johnson. I think Coy Moore can be a good piece. I don't know exactly where he's going to be using this offense, but I think there's a big drop-off after that. Like, you need more than three reliable receivers. I'm just, I'm not sold on Nick Martiner yet. I think he could do it. I'm just not sold on it, you know, actually putting it all together yet. And I think there's just inconsistencies as far as, you know, what you want out of your pass catchers right now. And so... Is Peyton Thorne a big enough addition, Daryl? Is Peyton Thorne a big enough addition where some of these guys, Montana, Lamonius Craig, like, is that enough? Is he like, you know what? I'll catch passes from him. Burton, the kid from Ohio State, is that a big enough thing where he's like, you know what? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And obviously, Keon Coleman, who's probably the best receiver in the transfer portal right now, who – caught passes from uh from Peyton Thorne the last two seasons you know maybe that could be part of this too I I don't really see that but a lot of people are saying hey it could happen we'll certainly see Daryl I'm curious to see what you know about that but if you're gonna add a receiver you gotta think it's gonna be after they found their quarterback
1: well there's a couple guys that I talked to former Auburn letterman that I know really really well that have played the position also played offensive line that I'm you know, very, very close to, and I can just kind of pick up the phone and say, hey, what are you hearing or those kind of things. And one of the things that was a common theme through three or four of these gentlemen was it's a domino effect and no receiver worth salt is going to come to Auburn and commit to Auburn until he finds out who the quarterback's going to be. And they were all in agreement and felt pretty comfortable that once the quarterback committed, you'll start to see some receivers Come after. Now, it, you know, the, the, the natural assumption is a guy that went to his school and Keon Coleman that he threw to may not necessarily be the case, but mm-hmm. I do think that a guy like uh, the Texas San Antonio guy that's really good and, the, you know, Lamonius Craig and and uh, those kind of guys were waiting to see, I feel like, what Auburn did and maybe Burton did too. I, I'm just a little higher on the guys that I felt like I can look at and see numbers and stats attributed to. So I think that's the first thing. I think you want to see, okay, who's throwing us the ball? Because if you go somewhere and you don't have a viable quarterback that can air it out and it's strictly a running-type game, a running-type quarterback system, I get the RPO, but if you run heavy on that RPO you don't throw it 25, 30 times, those receivers are going to be the ones that don't benefit or get penalized for that because they can't rack up any statistics because there's not enough balls in the air going their way. Mm -hmm. That's why I think it matters. They want to see a a proficient passing attack so they can put up numbers because these guys have aspirations beyond college as well. Right.
0: Uh, All right. So several people have commented since the offseason that Hugh Fried's would not be able to add a quarterback. And I'm so glad that that narrative can just die.
1: Well, that's because of what happened in December. And a lot of people are getting too locked into that and thinking that, well, you know, maybe this this was just a second choice. Maybe this was a fallback. Maybe this was a you know Plan B. Well, I mean, if the Grayson McCall thing had worked out, I don't know what would have happened. I don't. I'm not. You know, I don't have a crystal ball, but I do know this. I know that there were some other dudes that went into the portal of December that Auburn passed on, like mm-hmm. a Spencer Sanders and said thanks, but no thanks.
0: Or the yeah. um, NC State kid that went to Leary, Leary. Devin Leary. He did. So, I mean, yeah, I think
1: that there were – you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a board, a quarterback board, and Hugh Freeze and Phil Montgomery's office, and they said, okay, we got five guys who want to target if they go into the portal, if they don't, you know, it, whatever. Mm. They may not be in there now, but if they do, mm. we want to contact if, they, if they're in there now. And I think that, in my opinion, that Peyton Thorne was one of those guys that as soon as he jumped into the portal, the radar for Hugh Freeze went way up. And I think Casey Montgomery was one of those guys too, there's no doubt but I think that, I mean, Casey Thompson, excuse me, uh, I feel like he was too, but I do believe that he had a specific plan, and I think this plan was thorn all along once the spring portal opened because he didn't see what he wanted to see in December, period. I mean, I just don't think that there's there was very many options even in December. There was Leary, and there was McCall that was potentially leaked to Auburn, and after that, I heard nothing. People wanted to say Sanders and wanted to say Chance Nolan from Oregon State and that kind of thing, but that wasn't really in my opinion reality.
0: Yeah, I mean Chance Nolan's probably going to be a backup at TCU right now, which okay. And then Spencer Sanders, despite what all these people say like no, he he didn't pick to be a you know Lane Kiffin over Hugh Freeze. We never offered him. No, no one no one has ever been able to prove that he got offered. And it's just Once again, all these narratives are crap. It's crap. And it's like Hugh Freeze is doing this. Like Hugh Freeze is is killing every aspect of this job that he possibly can. Now, it doesn't really matter until you start playing football games. But the fact that all of a sudden now, and I'm seeing a lot of people in live chat say this, like the offense I think is about to become a lot more respectable. I think when you look at what Peyton Thorne can do with his feet, obviously nowhere near what Robbie Ashford can do with his feet but it's enough where you have to respect it. And the running game, you know, we we saw what Peyton Thorne was able to do throwing the football when defenses had to respect the running game. Kenneth Walker was very, very good. He still is very, very good. Jarquez Hunter could be just as good. Damari Austin could be a solid, solid piece in this running game, as well as Jeremiah Cobb and Brian He is certainly a role in this offense, especially in the special teams. But I think as far as defenses respecting what they're going to do running the football, and he's got enough pop to, to do all of this. And we've seen his decision-making be good enough to run this RPO. He didn't do a whole lot of RPO, as far as I can tell, at Michigan State. So I think that is a question mark. Can he kind of get that going over the course of summer? And that's why I think it's – I'm glad that he's kind of already doing this so we can go ahead and start throwing to these wide receivers. But that, to me, is the biggest question, is can he adapt and do this RPO stuff? Because he's got the athleticism to do it. He's got the decision-making to do it. I think he's got the arm to do it. It's just now can he he put it all together and and get some chemistry going with these wide receivers?
1: He'll have the opportunity to get coached up on that, which is good. I trust in Montgomery and Hugh Freeze getting him up to speed. He seems to be athletic enough. Son of a coach. Remember, his dad was a high school football coach. So a lot of times they catch on to things quicker, schemes, playbooks, that kind of thing. And don't underestimate the fact that Auburn's offensive line got better, too. You know, we talk about all these rooms and needing more receivers and our running back room being really good, and I love it because that'll take some some pressure off him. But at the end of the day, we went out and built that fortress first, built that foundation of getting some good offensive linemen. Yes. And made that room better and made that – I mean – The proof will be in the pudding, but I feel like it's better already than it was that offensive line is better than it was last year. So you combine that with good running backs, good creative offensive play calls that aren't being called by Spud. And you've got at the end of the day, something that I think is very, very lethal in a combination because don't underestimate him not having a run for his life. I think that's important. And I think the offensive line is going to be key there.
0: Yep, the Spud Buds are gone, no doubt yep. about it. So he's wearing number one in I his commitment post. Did we yeah. kick TJ Finley out so he could have that number? Was that the yeah? Point? That, that's what it
1: all came down to. Was we went ahead <laughs> and told him get moving. We want to have, we got a kid that wants to commit in three or four days. Wants that number. Wants to put it in the graphics. So let's roll. And I think it's. I mean, I that's I. I thought he was going to wear ten, and you know, it was going to look like Bo Nix, but apparently sure, he, wants to, he wants to forge his own path. Is how I'm looking at that, and I love that. I absolutely love that, and I like, you know, him wearing number one. That's 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 pretty cool.
0: Yeah, uh, I like it. I like it. Just drop the zero. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. All right, let's open it up to live comments. There's like 500 of y'all in here, which is very very cool. Uh, all right, so Lee, we says, had Jason
1: Jones in here, by the way. Do we Jason have Jason Jones? Jones? Yeah, he said War Eagle to everybody, he told everyone to have a great day, he loves everybody. So that was really cool having Auburn starting defensive lineman in here. We appreciate him being in here.
0: Certainly a friend of the program. Yes. Jason will be a big part of the show for the remainder of the year for sure. Lee says Thorne, Jarquez, Damari, Bad T, Cam Brown, Coymore, Martner, and Improved Line can't be worse. And like, I don't know if that's the way we want to be thinking, but no. he's right. But yeah. he's right. Like, it can't be worse than a year ago.
1: I like the tight end room, too. I mean, Fairweather provides him another target in the seam and short yardage inside the 10-yard line. I really feel like that's a a quarterback's dream to have an athletic tight end that can get downfield. So we focus on receiver. But if you have some weapons at the tight end position, too, that you could throw to, and maybe, you know, I liked Batte out of the backfield. He really looked good catching passes out of the backfield. That's another, you know, Option with a wheel route and that kind of thing. I, I just think you have a lot more options and a lot more possibilities that gets me really excited to think about the weapons now that Hugh Freeze has gone out in the portal uh, and got for, for for this offense. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Uh,
0: Apollo says potato man punching air today. Probably not. He probably didn't care enough to
1: like well, motion.
0: Yeah, he, I mean. So. He's
1: we'll in see. Mexico or something. Who
0: knows? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure he's got in a very nice vacation situation. he got mm-hmm. a lot of money. Phil says, if you're wearing number one, you got to be the guy. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Jordan asks, does this add one to two more wins on the season when looking at adding Peyton Thorn?" What are your thoughts there? I'll let you go first on this one.
1: Yeah, I I hate going out on a limb, but I'm going to because I feel like an, an an honest question deserves an honest answer. And if people want to hold me to this at the end of the year, next year, if I'm wrong, that's great. But I got to give my honest opinion. And I've said all along to you that I felt like getting a upgrade at quarterback, somebody that can make the plays and make the throws, gives Auburn one to two more wins. So yes, I agree with that sentiment. And I think I think that Auburn would would have been bowl eligible anyway. I do believe that full full
0: force and Robbie and the coaching staff. Yeah, the, the non-con stinks. You play you got four non-con. and Then one of your road games is vain. Yeah, so like that's, I think all
1: six games anyway. But this maybe gets you into that eight nine seven eight nine threshold, what could be even a little bit better and get to a little better bowl game. But of course, don't sell it short. Let's see what the ceiling can can provide.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you look at the maybes, right? At College Station, at LSU, if you want to put that as a maybe the Mississippi State schools at home, and at Arkansas. And it's like, can you win an extra one or two of those, you know, starting Peyton instead of Robbie? And my gut says yes.
1: I feel comfortable about Auburn winning all its non-conference games, and I feel comfortable about them splitting their SEC games and going four and four. And that gets you at eight and four and I don't feel like I'm going out on a limb with that. I think they can beat Cal out in Cal. I really do. I think Mm -hmm. the other three cupcakes that they play or the other non-cons will be, you know, Auburn should win and then just split, just split in the SEC uh, with competent coaching and a much-improved
0: offense, including offensive line. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, they
1: won two games last year in the SEC, for the love of God. Mm -hmm. I mean, now one was kind of fluky with the Missouri game, but still, I mean, they won two games last year there's no reason to think that they can't win two more than they did last year with that dumpster
0: fire that was last year when Harson was coaching. Is Peyton Thorne a top half quarterback in the SEC? Yeah, I believe he is. I think he I is too. He is. now. Because I think it's a down year good. for quarterbacks in the SEC. Let's add that caveat. I mean, there's just yeah. a lot of there's a lot of question marks. You know, um, I mean, two guys that feel like have been playing for forever left. I mean, that's 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 part of it. But but yeah, I, I think he is. He's thrown for, I mean, the quick math, what, uh, 5,400 yards in two years? Is that what it turns out to be? He's thrown for 50 touchdowns in his two years starting. Has Auburn ever had that? Have we had – like, if you added two years together, have we ever had that?
1: No, 50 touchdowns and 5,400 yards in two years. If you tell me a dude's going to average 25 touchdowns and 2,700 yards throwing a season, i take that all day. I don't think we – I mean, Stidham had the potential – to do that in a little different offense. I think if Gus would have opened it up a little bit for him, 18, I really was just rough. Yeah, he would have, he could spin it. I think he would have had, I mean, the the bowl game against Purdue was the biggest tease in the history for all of our fans saying this is what we could have seen for a lot of the year if this is what the offense looked like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think he is top half in the SEC right now, which is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I think that's solid. So, Once again, football's not played on paper. You know, I mean Peyton Thorne's gonna have to go out and earn it. He's gonna have to beat out Robbie because Robbie made it clear on his Instagram that he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not backing down or whatever. You know, keep that same energy. And it's like, I don't know if that's the message I would send Robbie, but I I get your I get your intent on this. I would have said it differently, but I get your intent. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Another element of this that we haven't talked about is like the locker room. And I think that's where Robbie's weakness is. I actually don't think Robbie's weakness is his on-field stuff. I think it's the fact that like you have other players that you're practicing with every day and going through life with, quote-tweeting articles and quote-tweeting announcements of other quarterbacks entering the portal, and they're asking them to come here. And it's like, you you clearly don't have the locker room, (laughs) and you don't have control over this offense and these offensive players if, if people are doing that. And I I think Peyton Thorne is going to be able to come in and and take over this locker room, much like we saw Jarrett Stidham do several years ago.
1: I think this is a great opportunity that Robbie Ashford needs to take and look at and say, I have a tremendous opportunity to show maturity and growth to my teammates and put those narratives or those opinions to bed by saying, if I first, first things first is I'm going to compete my rear end off in the summer to win this job. I'm going to get everything I have. I'm not going to concede anything. I, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm going to I want to win this job. And then if he doesn't it, handle it, like a good teammate and say, whatever role they want me in short yardage inside the 10 zone reads, whatever, I'll be glad to do it to help this football team. That's mm-hmm. the, the mindset that has to happen. If he does that he will elevate himself in the eyes of his teammates. And they are maturation process will take place there. It'll be very, very beneficial for him, I think, in the way his teammates view him.
0: A lot of people are saying, Robbie's going to change positions. No. I would, th- there is you
1: no... Ch- just- you know, we saw it get done once. And so everyone just assumed. Cody Burns is a completely different kind of dude. And um, Robbie still has a skill set that is beneficial to Auburn in certain packages, in certain situations that can help Auburn win games next year if willing to do that and take on that type of attitude and uh, you, you think know. he
0: will do that? You think he will draw up packages for Robbie? I do.
1: I do. I absolutely do.
0: He's I too like, dynamic.
1: I, he's too I'm dynamic. I mean, I, I mean, there's of things he does with his feet going back and watching the Iron Bowl highlights this morning. He does things with his feet that are god-given that you can't teach that can be used in certain situations. I'll tell you this, nobody knows for sure but I'm a. I would absolutely bet if I was a betting man. Sorry for the folks out west. With me. yeah, I was a if I was a betting man. I would say if Robbie Ashford would have started the Iron Bowl in 2021 instead of TJ Finley, Auburn wins has a better chance to win that game. I I could see him getting us fourth and one sure. when we needed four or third and one when we needed it with his dynamic how he gets outside and all that out. We, we would have had a lot, we could have won that game and held on because we could have moved the ball when we needed to and ran the clock out. So mm-hmm. there may be situations in a football game where it's fourth and one, and you better get that one yard to seal the game, to ice the game, to run out the clock. And I would feel really good about Robbie Ashford coming in under center in a read option RPO scenario and getting that one yard.
0: Yeah. I mean, name a better betting man than an Alabama baseball coach. Uh, I'm having a hard time, I'm having a hard time doing it i having a hard time doing it. Yeah, I, I need to go back and look. Has Hugh Freeze ever done that before? And obviously, it, it, the variable is, you know, do you have a backup quarterback that's as dynamic as that? And he hasn't. But I, I am curious to see uh, that if he's ever done that before. Because Harson tried to do it, right? But just the way that they rotated the T.J. and Robbie out, it was bad for both of them. I don't
1: think you're going to see that where, you know, if something happens in a drive stalls or uh, interceptions made, that's how Harson did it. He would put in the backup. I'm talking about specific packages where you let Robbie Ashford know ahead of time and Thorne know ahead of time, hey, if we need two yards, we, Mm -hmm. we may run this play with Robbie because he gives us the best chance to get the first down and let him know ahead of time. I don't know if if Hugh Freeze has ever had a quarterback from a running standpoint like Robbie Ashford. Chad Kelly couldn't, but Wallace couldn't. Malik Malik Willis, he had Malik Willis, but Malik Willis was also his starter, so there was no need to take him out.
0: Sure. You know, he
1: was your fourth down guy because he had all those attributes. So, I don't know. I, I may be, you know, going out on a limb with that, but I'd love to see it, and I think that would keep him engaged and let him know he still has a role and is integral to help Auburn get his goals.
0: Florence Tiger says free has freeze has done it. Who, who did he do it with? Who was, who is the quarterback that he subbed in? I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious because I'm not doubting you. I just, I would like to know because I'm not sure on that. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm looking at other ones. A lot of talk about Fairweather benefiting from this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, I, I think, it, I think all the pass catchers in theory benefit from this, but Rivaldo Fairweather is certainly going to be a big part of the offense. Sure. I get it. I get it. If I'm Peyton Thorne, he's one of the first five guys I'm calling, no doubt.
1: I agree. Um, again, I, th- I think people are going to be really excited to see what Fairweather does inside the 10, 15-yard line this year to have that tight end that can, you know, put your back to the goal line and seal that defender with that big body, oh, it's glorious. And and go get the ball at the one and fall backwards into the goal line and smash the dude that's covered him. I can just I can envision it right now. Again, I'm 54 years old and I just I don't know if it's because I had a built bar or what, but I'm booging. I just I'm very excited. I you know, I think this is great. There's been a lot of stuff, a lot of crap that's happened the last two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And for things to fall into place, I will never ever apologize when Auburn gives us something to be excited about and you shouldn't apologize as a fan or feel like you're overreacting or when you get excited about something that's pertaining to Auburn football, because Auburn football fans deserve it and they've earned it with the last two years that has happened.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of really active Auburn fans like, that, that just want to poop on everything. You don't have to. Like TK, it's okay to be happy, buddy. It's just okay be, I be, I be mean,
1: happy. Th- th- you know... <laughs> Again, I'm not. You don't apologize for being excited about it or being afraid. That fatalistic attitude. Well, if I get too yeah. excited or I get my hopes hey, up dad, too much, what's dad, gonna
0: happen? We, we got a we got a Spartans fan. AW, yeah. thank you for stopping by. I think this is a really insightful comment. It says MSU Spartan fan here. I am so bummed we are losing Thorne. Auburn is getting a really good quarterback. This kid was born with a football in his hand. Comes from a football family. His dad is a coach. Dot dot dot. AW, thank you for that. And I think just talking with. Spartans media members, and, and and I mentioned Locked On Spartans. Uh, I think he's done a good job covering this from a, mis, uh, a Michigan State point of view where it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it seems like he did nothing but positive things for Michigan State, and Michigan State people are just kind of saying, you know, no, no, you can't break up. You can't fire me. I quit. You know, like, or she didn't break up with me. I was going to break up with her anyway. You know, I mean, it really, really feels like that.
1: I don't know what that feels like. But anyway. Um, Dang. I mean, Oh, You're a savage. I hope no one's
0: watching this from out in Arizona. Um, I think that... If you used to date Daryl in the past, please comment in the live chat. Thank do you. Do not. Please do not. <laughs> <laughs> um, um,
1: here's the thing. that It's a great point about that. You, you, when you feel jilted, you automatically start to get defensive. And I know, look, we, we've, we've been there. Auburn fans have been there. You mentioned it with Bo Nix. That's absolutely true. Um, that's happened. And so the bottom line is this. If there are people that cover Michigan State that you trust and you know that aren't fanboys and aren't don't have an agenda or a motive, and they're very honest and say, hey, look, you know, I, it's a loss. It's a, it's a loss for Michigan State. We lost our starting quarterback. We feel like he could go on and do good things at Auburn. That's what you look for, and they're out there. I, I'll be honest, when Bo Nix left, the first thing I thought was he's going to light it up out in Oregon. (laughs) With that coaching staff and the Pac-12 defenses that I've watched, he is going to light it up, and he did. So maybe there's some honest Michigan State fans that don't feel so jilted that will come to that same conclusion and say he gave us two good years, an 11-win season, a group of five um, bowl
0: game victory. That's all good. Mm Mm-hmm. Fleet says he's a Sparty fan. Thorne is a dog. Last year was horrible, but he just needs a new – a fresh new team. And I think that's it. I think
1: that. I think horrible is relative because Auburn would have taken those stats, what, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and 2,700 yards? I mean, that puts him right in the middle of the pack of the SEC. And, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect what he says about horrible. I just don't – I don't perceive that as horrible.
0: sure. Sure. So Robbie Ashford tweeted, uh, they were talking about that in live chat. I got it pulled up here. Robbie tweeted five minutes ago. He says, let's work, iron sharpens iron, iron. war eagle. So there you go.
1: I hope he he keeps that same kind of energy, and that will show a lot to me as far as his maturation process. Mm -hmm. And um, at the end of the day, helping. Look, there are numerous examples, and all you got to do is look across the state of a guy that could have been really upset, really hurt, and transferred earlier. Now, Jalen Hurts left and went to Oklahoma when it was very – but when Tua Tungvaloa won that starting job and took over, his attitude and the way he handled it should be an example. And that's how you win your teammates over. I know it's not easy. I know it's difficult. But if you do that, you can elevate your team. at it, it, it The bottom line is just try to do what's best for your team and help your team win. And Robbie can do that by handling this the right way. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's
0: right. Uh, Clay asked, what was the official reason that he was leaving Michigan State? It seems like the one that's most reasonable is the fact that, like, the fan base, like, didn't like him. <laughs> it's really what it, what it seems like. I mean, even, you know, we have the number one Michigan State podcast in our network locked on Spartans. And he did a show about this for folks just joining us. And he did one several weeks ago saying, I would rather go six and six with a new starter than eight and four with Peyton Thorne. Cause they've got some younger guys that they're excited about, which is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And he since walked that back, but I think that's kind of the feeling a lot of the fan base. They just kind of wanted to move on. And and fleet was talking about that needs a fresh new team. and That happens right Daryl? I mean, sometimes relationships run its course and, once again, it feels very similar. feels very similar to Bo Nix leaving here a few years ago.
1: True. A lot of people didn't think that the impact that the fans had on Nix and their family and the hate that was kind of thrown his way or the, you know, the criticism and all that, that it, you know, did they know that it really affected him directly? We've heard that it has, and it did. And Bo Nix goes on to Oregon, gets a fresh start and has a great year um, Mm -hmm. under different coaching with a different coaching staff. So it can be done. Um, it it, it's the the, the template and the blueprint is there. Um, And I just think that at the end of the day, when you come back to what the bottom line or to summarize all this is, is that you freeze is going out and doing everything he can. And with a, with a, just a savage mentality of I'm doing the very best I can to put the best product on the field. Feelings be darned. And that's Mm kind of what's happening right now.
0: Yeah. A.W. came back, the, the one of the Michigan State fans in here. Jeff Thorne, which is Peyton's dad, is the Western Michigan offensive coordinator. Thorne plays chess, so to speak, and his dad more than likely recommended Auburn. So, cool. I think that's great. I also think that means that Hugh Freeze has some respect among fellow coaches, which in the transfer portal era, that's not a bad thing to have.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and that's the networking in the back channels where people start to talk and make recommendations and that man that's great that's a great uh scenario to have where i feel like previous coaching staffs people were maybe told specifically to stay away and you had to work doubly as hard to get somebody even on campus
0: right right so i assume we're gonna have visits now this weekend you think somebody else pops this weekend? You think we get another commitment this weekend now? I do. I think
1: I think that people will have to put up with this ugly mug over the weekend, maybe, and us to jump on again, that there may be another one. Um, I do. I feel like one, maybe two, may pop this weekend. And I just think this is a snowball effect. Once once the quarterback comes into play, um, you know, as far as the offense is good, goes, I don't, I don't want to undermine or underplay McLeod and his commitment, how big that was. Early sure. in the week, well, thank you to McLeod for that kind of getting the ball rolling when everyone was kind of a little anxious, right? Well, when are we going to get some good news? And then he 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 pops,
0: and and uh, yeah, but everybody's so focused on like when's a quarterback coming? They were like, that's yeah. not a quarterback. Give us their quarterback.
1: I know, and he's a position in need. I mean, he makes us better. McLeod makes Auburn better on the defensive side of the ball. So yeah, it's just it's great. It's it's exciting. And again, let's be let's revel in it and be really really joyful. This is fun to jump on here and talk about things that are good and that make this football team better. Uh, we should all be very excited about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. People letting us know Trevon Reed said we ain't done, which is pretty normal, which is pretty yeah. normal because Trevon Reed's never done. And I nope. love that. That's one of the many reasons I love T Reed. So yeah, I mean, I'd I love Jaden Musgrat the former Tulsa offensive lineman. I would love for him to come in and help out Thorne, maybe fight for one of those guard spots or be the third tackle in this offense. I think that would make a ton of sense, but the biggest question mark still is wide receiver. Can Thorne attract wide receivers? Is he even talking to Keon Coleman? Is that a real possibility? I believe Coleman is visiting FSU this weekend. So Mm -hmm. that's not going to be one that comes in this weekend or pop this weekend. If it does, it won't be Auburn's favor. You'd have to think, but To me, still the biggest question mark, Daryl, is wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, and I'm fine with Auburn starters, but you need that. You need more. You need more of them. Yeah,
1: I'd be happy with two more, and uh, I believe that this this will attract, uh, you know, a couple of wide receivers that we can add to the wide receiver room. So if Auburn wants to go four wide throw it all over the yard, they'll have the opportunity to do that. I believe we'll see a couple of receivers pop. I really do. And I think Peyton Thorne was the first domino in that. And I don't know if it'll be Coleman or it'll be Craig. Uh, you know, and I keep forgetting the kid's name from Texas San Antonio. I apologize because he's not been in the forefront. I don't even know if he's been on campus yet for a visit. But I know Auburn's offered him. And, of course, the kid that at BYU, Epps, that Auburn offered, pulled his name out of the portal. He went mm-hmm. back to BYU got it. So and then Caleb Burton is another kid, four-star receiver from Ohio State um, who
0: visited last weekend. Yes, so we've got mm-hmm. some
1: guys lined up. We've got some guys and you know, he's got a kind of quiet with the Hudson kid from TCU that everybody was just assuming was going to go to SMU and he hasn't committed yet. So, who knows? Maybe he was waiting to see who the quarterback was going to be.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think Hudson is one to look at. The we'll Apollo God of Sunshine
1: just to correct that, said Burton committed to Iowa. He did not. That was Brown, the other receiver. Other from Ohio, Ohio State, State receiver. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Apollo, God of sunshine pumping, can pump some more sunshine. Yeah. Knowing that Burton has not committed yet. We so all have Apollo, our role,
0: Apollo. You keep pumping the sunshine, my friend. Yep. Joseph pointing out that Reed, T. Reed tagged Thornton in the We Ain't Done tweet, so maybe offensive line's coming. That makes sense. That makes sense. Jaden Musgrave would be a great addition to this roster. Not only... <laughs> For 2023, but for 2024, where all of a sudden it's like, okay, you're going to lose Britain. You may lose Wade. You are going to lose Jones. But some of those spots, like Xavier Miller can slot in. And all of a sudden, Jaden Muskrat can slot in. Connor Liu can slot in. And if Dylan Wade stays for another year, like all of a sudden, you're looking good. You're looking fine. And, and all of these offensive linemen would then have experience in the system. So, Jaden Muskrat's not necessarily all about 2023. I think he raises the ceiling for this team in 2023. But in 2024, which we've been told by sources close to Hugh Freeze, that he is focused on 2024 as far as competing for the playoff next season. And I think Muskrat could be part of that. Yeah,
1: I think that um, Muskrat would have a really good chance if they slid him over to guard to win a, a spot opposite Jeremiah Wright. I think him and Stutz, that would be a really good battle in the summer. And then you've got your offensive line really just set. I I would be excited about it. It's not only to provide offensive tackle depth. I think Muskrat could slide in to a starting guard role.
0: Yep. All right. Apollo said my B Daryl in that case, Burton's an Auburn lock. So there we go. There we go. All right. There's talk in the live chat about Keon Coleman talking to somebody very, very close to the thorn situation over the last few days. Uh, I think Coleman, I think NIL deals, and money is a very, very big part of his recruitment to where it's it's almost going to be all about who is the highest bidder. And I don't know if that's going to be Auburn. I'm just going to be honest there. I don't know if that's going to be Auburn. That's why FSU this weekend makes a ton of sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you got to look at it. As, it's not free agency and it's not a salary cap, but there's only so much expendable dollars out there to sign kids to NIL deals. And if you go out and get them a cloud and get a quarterback like you've got and some of the other people that – offensive tackles that were, you know, significant NIL gets, then you only got so many dollars. And so you you just don't know if that fits into that structure or that NIL budget per se, because it is a budget. I mean, it is what it is. You call it what you want. Um, it's not unlimited. Some places it may be an unlimited budget, um, unlimited mm-hmm. spend dollars, but Auburn will manage it a little bit differently. So we'll see. I mean, I, I love Coleman, but, you know, again, I like those other guys I mentioned too. I think any of them – elevate the room and make the room better and that's all you're looking for right now
0: yeah i think so there, there's more people saying that thorn or coleman doesn't want to play with thorn that that narrative comes from rob pate who just said that and no one else has really been able to confirm that so was it rob not, pate or josh pate josh pate Rob yeah. Pate is a former Auburn safety. My apologies. Yeah. Yes, thank yeah. you for correcting me on that. That's
1: right. I just want to make sure so people go out and get on Twitter and start blowing up Rob. Twitter.
0: Yeah, I like, know. Ro- I've worked with Rob Pate before. He's fantastic. That's he's not what I meant dude. to say. He's, he's a, a great dude. guy.
1: Yeah, I didn't want people going at him a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Josh Pate's the one that said that. And, um, yeah. and, you know, you can say whatever you want. And sometimes people think it, you speak it into existence, but I have not seen any proof of that or any other source saying that, even on the uh, Michigan State side.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, live chat. How many wins does Auburn get now in 2023? How fired up are we? Let's see how hard some of you guys are booging today, which I hope it's high. I hope it's high. We will see. I'm getting a text from one of my sources. Hold on. Okay, nothing good. Look at that, breaking news. No, it's nothing. nothing. It's nothing. Okay. Um, Let's see. Seven wins. Steven says seven. Justin says ten. Joseph says, I would rather get two wide receivers with NIL money than just get Coleman. I'm with you. I'm with you on that because I think that room just kind of needs a little bit of a... If
1: it's dudes that have already got statistics, I I agree. Like, that, we have a track record to look at? Sure. Like Craig in the Texas San Antonio cat. So, I agree. You got two because we don't know. I mean, obviously... There's no grad transfer receivers. So all the receivers are stuck in the room now. They didn't get in the portal. That's it. We
0: have what we have. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, and then the Michigan State side of AW saying Coleman has publicly tweeted support in defense of Thorne along with Reed. It is all rumors. Yeah. Yeah. It is all. Rumors.
1: Stables makes a great point. Says that that receiver that I was talking about, his name is Jair Shorter, is coming in this weekend. However, he's not from North Texas. That's the linebacker Almer's looking at. He's from Texas, San Antonio.
0: Oh, okay. That's the guy that you like so much. Yeah, the Roadrunners. Yes. So,
1: thank you for that, War Eagle Stables. But it's uh, he just got this. at least he gave me the name. I, I, I the name kept escaping me. Sure. But the school is Texas, San Antonio.
0: Is that a Hugh Freeze uh, timing thing? You think? You think that's why I, they? You think that's why they told him to kind of? You think that's why this took so long? You think it's a think timing so. thing?
1: I think so. I know I've heard a lot of good things about him. The staff loves him. They think he's a freak. He's the guy that. Um, you know, everyone talked about his career numbers and everything. Okay, so maybe I was wrong. Now, Oregon Stables is saying that UTSA's guy's name's Franklin, and this is another wide receiver from uh, The North UTSA Texas. guy's uh, name is yeah, Franklin. That's okay. correct. That's All correct. right, so we got Shorter and we got Franklin. And F- Shorter's coming in this weekend, who's also a, a good receiver from, from North Texas.
0: I'll take it. Tiff says 12-0. I love it. Tanner says 9-confirmed. I mean – would you take like nine and three in a heartbeat, right? No, well, I take eight
1: and four with a heartbeat. I would, too. I, I, I mean, I would, and then win the bowl game.
0: Yep. A lot of eights, a lot of uh, eight and fours or nine and threes, a few nine to ten wins. Joey with 11. We're booging today. I'm all about that. I'm all about that. So, yeah, a lot of eight and nines, which I think is, which I think is great. So, um,
1: and thank you, War Eagle Stables, for the scoop. Now I understand that he says the North Texas wide receiver is a brand new name, just posted by On Three. So that's good. I, I had not heard that,
0: is why I was getting the two confused. So thank you for that. Appreciate. Shout it. out, uh, shout out, Cole Pinkston for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll uh, we'll go for a few more minutes here. Does anybody have any questions regarding Thorne, how it impacts this offense moving forward? Um, we'll go for a few more minutes. We'll stop it right in an hour, so we got like five minutes left anybody else has anything TK says eight wins regular season floor. Hasn't changed at a bowl. win, ceiling 11 and one Georgia bridge too far. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm cool. With all of that. Um, Do you think Ron says, do you think freeze beat Saban twice again? Uh, I believe freeze will beat Nick Saban while he's at Auburn. Sure. I do yeah. too.
1: I think he will. I, you know, obviously that depends the quantity of that depends how long Nick Saban stays at Alabama. Is he staying 5 years? Is he staying 2? I don't know. Nobody really knows. Um so but I do believe that he has the propensity and the ability to do that. Um and you know, don't ever I mean, look, say what you want. But a playoff team, an Alabama playoff team 2 years ago was one first down away from getting beat by Brian Harson and that Auburn team. That was six and seven. So, I mean, and you know, it's not unthinkable. Sure. If you look at that the way that with TJ Finley playing the whole game at quarterback.
0: Tanner asked, miss the first part of the show. Do you think we lose Holden Gurner? I think eventually. Yeah, I don't know where Holden's path to playing time is anymore because now you got to assume you got to sit behind Peyton for two years. Robbie's stuck here for a hot minute, even if he is a backup. And so, yeah, I think so. And Holden Gurner, from everything I've heard really, really liked, um, really, really liked the previous staff. And I was told to look at him as a potential guy that could transfer back in December. And so I'm a little, I'm actually a little surprised that he's still here, but it sounds like the football team really, really likes Holden Gurner. It sounds like the team is kind of rooting for him to kind of take a step forward towards the end of spring and, you know, I, I don't know if he did quite enough there, but um, I, I don't see his path because I don't think he, Hugh Freeze is very loyal to the guys that he brings in historically. That's just what we've seen. Mm-hmm. And I think with Hank Brown and Walker White being, you know, this class and the following class, I don't I don't see a clear path to playing time for Holden gurner And it stinks. It's very, very. So if I had to guess, no, I don't think Holden gurner is on this team 365 days from now. That's just that's just my guess
1: your Your reasons for that are in my opinion, spot on is because yeah, he'll stay this year as the number three quarterback. But when Walker White and Hank Brown, who comes this year as well, when that at the end of the day, that quarterback room is going to get very crowded, even if Ford moves on, let's say he had a one a great one year and went pro, you still got Robbie Ashford, Walker White, Hank Brown. So Gurner's going to go somewhere where he could play. Don't know if that's a power five. Don't know if that's a group of five. We'll see at, but I would fully expect him not to be here. This time next year, either.
0: Yeah. Let's see. Jarquez Hunter has fifteen hundred yards this year. Total yards scrim- to scrimmage or just running? From scrimmage, I'm cool with that. For just yeah. rushing, I'm I'm not cool with that. I'll go ahead and go back
1: on the record that Zach laughed at me about one of the broadcasts we did, but I'm gonna put it out there while people are alive. What did I do? Oh, Sean Jackson's gonna get two hundred yards, brother.
0: Oh, I don't think so. Say I know
1: you go I don't him.
0: think so. Uh, all. all right I'm going through questions guys I'm going through questions Thorne has a job until Walker is ready. I agree with that unless unless we get more out of Hank than some people are thinking. I totally agree with that um Holden's obviously the odd man out yep i I think so I think so. All right, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Daryl. Give me, give me some final thoughts. Give me some final thoughts with some juicy, uh, some juicy takes here.
1: Even though we knew it was coming, it still felt great. And that tells me a lot about the fact that it did not seem like anticlimactic or, you know what I'm saying? We knew it was coming. We felt like it was coming. And when it finally did happen, it still felt really, really good. And I think that's incredible. And I just give Hugh Freeze all kind of credit for that. And I'm very – I'm excited. I mean, I'm not going to temper my enthusiasm. I think that this is what Auburn fans have been secretly hoping for. And when it comes to fruition, it's a great day.
0: No question. No question about it. I think Auburn all of I think Auburn got two more wins today with with this. And maybe not just this signing or this addition in a vacuum, but I think it's going to lead to some bigger things that may start with adding some receivers this week. I mean, I, I think this is huge. I think it's huge. And I also think it kind of paves the way and sets some expectations. Cause look, just talking to other fan bases that are in the know and, you know, other media groups like there, there are other programs that aren't happy that you freeze is doing what he's doing. That and, and tells then, you everything you need to
1: know right there. Yeah. Look at how your opponents react to when you do something. And that will really tell the tale.
0: Yep. Yep. And and, and I think, I think this offense needed a leader. And once again, I've said this before, like uh, my issues with Robbie aren't on the field. I mean, I don't think he's that super accurate. And like, you know, Peyton's not a perfect quarterback either. It's off field stuff. It's lack of leadership. And so you go out and get a guy who is led for multiple seasons, who's a little bit older. I think this is a great, great, great situation for him. I think it's a great situation for Hugh Freeze. And this is a guy that Hugh Freeze appears to have wanted all along. So I think there's a lot to like about that. We're gonna have plenty of written work on Peyton Thorne at auburndaily.com dot com throughout the weekend, so be sure to check that out. And you can find all of uh, all of uh, or you can find Daryl's stuff on Twitter at dap sixty four ten, and he's also on like a million different radio stations throughout <laughs> throughout the week. So, guys, thank you guys so much for uh, for hanging out with us. Please click that subscribe button. We've uh, we've got a nice little surge this week with quarterback news. Would love to keep that going. So if you're not subscribed, Please, please, please subscribe. It really helps the channel out a ton. We will be back on Monday unless there's more breaking news, and Daryl and I will hop on and be live for that. So be sure to subscribe so you get those notifications for that. Until then, this has been Locked on Auburn.